check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. It's uh, round one of the Alliance League has commenced, and Cavan opened it down in uh, Cusick Park in Ennis and, and opened it with a draw. I'm delighted to be joined by the uh, sports editor with the Anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick, and we're going to be looking back over the game. We have reaction from Matty McLean and from uh, Darren McVitie within the group, and we also have the uh, columnist with the Anglo-Celt, Michael Hannan, he gives his reaction after the game. But Paul, I suppose, we, we, we stated earlier on that that going down the road, we weren't that optimistic. We didn't think that the young guns that were coming out, that 10 debuts was going to be just a bridge too far for this team. But they, they, they really did drag out a, a draw out of this one. Six points down, 17 minutes gone in the second half. That That's a really good closing stage for Cavan. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to admire Cavan's resilience to him. And, like they dug in. I, I didn't think they played brilliant, to be honest. I thought they were, they were poor for long spells, particularly when they were playing against the wind. Granted, it was a strong wind, but... Uh, you know, I don't think even the most blinker cabin fan would say that they played brilliantly. But it's not about playing brilliantly all the time. It's just about uh, at this time of year, it's about maybe avoiding defeat and the other positives you can take from it. And, and the big positive there was the heart that they showed. They dug in, and there were a few, there were a few good performances. I, I thought Darren McFeedy was excellent. He he faded a little bit in the third quarter, but he came back into the game. He kicked a brilliant point from a tight angle. He punched the goal. All right, it was a scramble, but he was the man that, that jumped up and got his fist to it. He, he won a couple of frees. Um, he set up the first goal. Like, I thought McVitie had an excellent game. I thought Kieran Brady had an excellent game at centre-half back. He maybe made one mistake in the game where he kicked away a free and a score came off it. But otherwise, I thought he was excellent. Um, Mackie came on. and you know I've said it before about Mackie. He won't be appreciated till he hangs up the boots because he's been on the cabin team for a long time. But he's, he, we still don't have a player like him in the county mm. with his creativity. He's, he's not as fast as he was, but he's still fast. Like he, uh, one time he was as fast as any player going, but he's probably not as fast as he was. But he's still he's still quick. But it's his passing and and his eye for the post. Like what's overlooked a lot with Mackie is that he he can kick these long range points. Like and we saw that. I know it's with the wind, so that was a huge plus. I wasn't sure where he was in terms of getting back to match match fitness, but he did turn into a good second half when he came on. So I mean, there was huge positives to take out of the game. I was I sort of thought it was to see the reaction after the game. It kind of. I suppose you had to put the game in context in context that the the expectation levels were so low and there was a lot of doom and gloom around and Darmy Feedy referenced that when I interviewed him last week and again when you spoke to him after the game but the negativity that was around some people might say that that I was negative in my coverage of the game but I was just trying to be honest in the, in the lead up to the game I didn't see them getting the result Mickey Hannon uh, tipped Claire to get the result as well but they dug in there and, and they came away with a point it was hard earned and you know, it's about momentum at this time of year. And now, if if they could get a win against Loud at the weekend, Loud, uh, we've been told, are missing fifteen after panel from last year. 
I thought Laird might have got a result with the, the bit of a honeymoon period with Pete McGrath, especially playing Darren last again. But Laird were beaten at home. Now they have to come to Breffney. Cavan are fully aware that their home record is poor. And Matty McLean and Darren McFeely both referenced it when mm. you talked to them. So Cavan are going to be absolutely chomping at the bit to, to get a win, get a home win in front of their own fans on Saturday. If they can do that, all has changed utterly in the space of, of two weeks. And you know, it's great to see it. Yeah, well, it definitely is, and and as well, look at before we start to analyse how maybe the rest of the league will go, we we'll, we'll get the post match reaction where I caught up with the Cavan manager Matty McLean. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over fifty years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So joined by Cav manager Matty Medlinen after a drawdown in Ennis. I was just making the point to you off air. That's a very, very good positive result considering 13 lads made their Allianz League debut there today. Listen, I'm delighted with the lads. Our training, you know, since we got rid of the Mechanic Cup and we've got out on the football field and training, the attitude of the lads has been superb. We're working and working at our system of play, at our movement, at how we pass, how we support each other in the ball. And listen, for periods of time of the day, we did it really, really well. And then at other periods, we made some really fundamental errors that probably in hindsight will have cost us the two points heading up the road. Yeah, probably will, but you, you have to love the character within the boys. That young lads, there, there was no fear within them. They weren't worried about making mistakes. They kept on trying, kept trying to get their hands on the ball. Six points down with 17 minutes gone and, and to pull back and get in front. It showed real character. No, I have to say, listen, the energy of these boys is class. You say there's 13 new in the day. I didn't even notice them. To me, they're my footballers. And that's the, that they're playing and training. They want to play for the Cavan Senior Football Team, and they played with heart. And I think the last second half, I thought they were very honest in everything that they did. And yes, we made mistakes, but 13 lads are bouncing, heading up the road, and the rest of the older sort of generation are bouncing too. And we're delighted to come away with a point, and disappointed probably we didn't get two. Yeah, probably looking at some of the individual performances, I thought Kieran Brady at centre half back really led. He's vice captain for the year, and, and he showed his leadership there. Darren McVitie and, and when Kean Mackey came in, he showed glimpses of the magic that he's capable of. Ah, listen, Kean Mackey's a great cub. He, he brings an energy to the room uh, when we're in team meetings. Not there, you know. I would nearly turn to Kean and say, "Right, Kean, what question do you have for the players?" So that people don't understand, we get it clear to them. They're all great. I have to say, there's as I said, the energy in the room, the energy at training is superb. There's a great want to play for Cavan there's a great energy in terms of their work rate in terms of their endeavour if we ask them to come to Kingspan on a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock to train we'll have guys coming away for two hours to come and wear the Cavan jersey and the one thing we asked was that when you leave this football field today you leave everything on the football field and I can't argue with that you know they, they did that and we're delighted proud of them you look just on the final free, Brian McGee, and I was making the point off there. He he had missed one unfortunately in the Antrim game, but he had the confidence and the guts to step up. It was a difficult free, 45 metres out. I know the wind was behind him, but it was great to see that going over the bar for him. Ah, listen, I'm delighted with Brian. I think from the minute he came through the, the door and the, fo- the phone call that I made to Brian to come in to join the Cavan team, there wasn't a second. He was definitely going to come in and he was definitely going to give his best. And I listen, he's, he's our right-footed free kick taker. I have total faith in him. 
I think he's a great lad. I think his attitude out in the football field is fantastic. His training is absolutely class. And listen, he got his reward that he, he stayed in the game and he got his score. And listen, we're delighted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well done and best of luck next week against Loud and Kingsman Brefney. Yeah, listen, uh, I would be disappointed with our record last year in, in the National League in, in Kingspan. And uh, we're going we're gonna to work very hard this week, get ourselves organised. And listen, let's try and straighten that, that record out next Saturday night. Big home support will, will, will help a lot. Oh, listen, I have to say the Cavill people are fantastic. I have to say the energy when I meet them out and about, uh, wherever I'm at, they have a great energy, they have a good enthusiasm for the game and they'll get behind us. I have to say I'm, I'm delighted to stand in this position, I'm de- delighted to wear this this Spanish jaw top and uh, I want the best for Cavan and I know the Cavan people, we get a good result next Saturday night, the Cavan people will be there for us. Best of luck, thanks Matty. No I suppose Paul, look, we know Matty is, is always the eternal optimist but like we were saying before, there there was a lot to be optimistic about, and he made the reference there that he, when I said there was thirteen debutants, he just said, "Well, look at I didn't realise with thirteen debutants, I've thirteen of my footballers, and these boys are my footballers at the minute, and maybe that's the point the Cavan need to be looking at. Whoever's not there is not there. Let's concentrate on who is there." Yeah, it's no coincidence that you say that because McVitie said that exact thing when I was talking to him last week, and it really it was him that introduced it to the conversation. He said. If you don't want to play for Cavan, we don't want to play with you for Cavan. And I thought it was it was Brilliant. straight talking to the point, and he he just said it out what he was thinking. It was refreshing to hear it. There was no beating around the bush, and you know you'd have to admire that. Matty Matina was entitled to to uh, be positive after that one because he came into that game under pressure, without a doubt he did. And uh, I thought you know his way is is positivity, ultra positivity. That's how he goes on. I thought there was an element last year of don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know, like you know, don't he did come out after after some bad defeats and was painting a positive picture. And I, I did think that alienated the, some of the supporters because Cavan supporters they're knowledgeable and they know what they're mm-hmm. looking at. And at times it wasn't pretty to look at last year, particularly the, this is, game. Is there, is there part of that though that I've noticed in in the post match interviews this year that there is a difference in Matty? Like even there, he referenced where we we have to improve. We have to, we we made fundamental mistakes. He he referenced that it's not all perfect, but he's happy with attitude. I think I think that maybe last year he was coming into the role thinking that well this is how I'm going to try to be perceived, keep everything positive, and he was he he might have gone overboard slightly on it, but I I think there's a different attitude to the way he's perceiving or the way he's putting the the, the public persona out there now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I noticed that as well. Um, yeah, look, I'm not just giving him personal criticism for the sake of it here. I mean, he's put his hand up to manage the Cavan team. It's a pressurised job, you know, so um, it goes with the territory that you might get a bit of criticism here and there. But, like, they got the result, and at the end of the day, he'll be judged on results. His predecessor was judged on results, uh, good results and bad results. And mm. Terry Highland got lots of flack um, around the county. And I did hear it said over the winter, people, some people who were giving out about Terry Highland when he was there were kind of saying they should have held on to him, you know. But that's the nature of, of the beast. Cavan fans are very fickle, and they're—I've referenced this. Before they're wonderful people, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't make the same mistake as Paddy O'Shea. <laughs> I, I referenced before the podcast, but one time when I interviewed Jim McDonald, and I mean he won three Ulster medals or maybe four as a player, captain Cavan in '62 and '64, and was regarded at one time as the greatest player never to win in All Ireland. And uh, I said to him about the great Cavan fans, and he said, "Well, the great winners." You know, and he, he knew he knew exactly what it was like, and it's it's still the same. But look, I'm a Cavan fan too, and I'm and I'm the same. I have to say that I didn't see a draw coming, I didn't see a positive result coming, 
but uh, a draw was a great result. The one, the one caveat I would I would add to that is that I was a little bit amused at the end of the game to see the reaction. Now, I was started that point earlier. I went off topic, but okay, put it in context of the low expectation level, all the new players, the players who are missing, the injuries, blah blah blah. That's what that's why I'm good, but. After we did some interviews after the game, I noticed there was a good few Cavan supporters stayed on the stand and, and clapped the players off the field. And I noticed some high fives among the backroom team down the sideline. So like that just tells you what it meant to them to get something out of that game. And they felt the pressure. And even the supporters, and imagine a lot of them were friends and family of players, the ones that stayed on like that. They were probably picking up a vibe as well, that there was pressure on there. Uh, Cavan had been written off. And, you know... I, I probably wrote them off too in in ways in, nah, in not a period. probably <laughs> not <laughs> but, even probably <laughs> you know like you have to call it as you see it and yeah, like yeah. that, that yeah. Tyrone game in the McKenna Cup I know I know it was a perfect storm and Tyrone were strong Cavan were weak a few things went against them but like that was a really bad show that night but they they were much improved the last thing the last day the only the only thing I, I was wor- worried about or not worried about but Killian Clark didn't play well by his high standards and like he, he's possibly the best footballer in the county or very close to it and I don't think he's fully fit and I think possibly mm-hmm. I think possibly if Lasher thought anything is that uh, midfield is not his best position at inter-county level I don't think it is I thought he played his best games last year was when he played in a defensive role mm-hmm. uh, what, Was he playing there though through lack of options had we other midfielders really available there on, on the panel on the day Possibly not. Like Thomas Galligan came on Yeah, yeah I'd say he's, I, he's involved in Sigerson football I think he had a game Within the previous couple of days, so yeah, yeah, so possibly, yeah, it was cutting your cloth to suit, but like I know Faulkner was there, like, and I'd be more inclined to put Killian Clark full back and maybe bring Faulkner out. Um, but there was there was another time as well, I noticed, I think it was Lorcan Martin, the selector, at one stage, uh, Claire or Countering, or sorry, yeah, no, sorry, Cavan or Countering, and when they were playing from right to left, I think it was the was the first half of the game, yeah, as we were sitting it, and when Cavan looked to break forward. It was maybe 20 minutes into the game. I could see Lorca Martin swinging his arms in the direction of the Clare goals, cajoling players, get up the field, get up the field. And I counted 11 players back behind the ball that weren't able to keep up with the, with the play. So, uh, you know, Cavan didn't, they definitely weren't jumping out of their skin. They weren't full of beans, full of energy. And maybe that's some of that was nervous energy because it was an awful lot of players making their National League debut. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe they've been doing a lot of heavy training and, and they definitely definitely weren't just full of vigour, as you would expect. Like, sometimes, you know, like, cattle let out of shed after winter. Which which is which is actually, and again, the eternal optimist in me looks at this and says, right, OK, the, the, the margin of improvement from the Tyrone game to the Clare game, to me, was exponential. It, it, it was huge. Um, and if... if Killian Clark isn't fully fit. I don't think he'll he'll be annoyed at me for saying that. Darren McVitie isn't fully fit. Kia Mackey isn't fully fit. A lot of them players are coming back. Quivian Riley, that's his first start. <clears throat> that we're we're looking at we're looking at the team maybe at 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 a low web and they drew down in Ennis. That the, maybe the curve is coming up. That, that we're getting better. And if we beat loud, as you say, you get Garod McKeon back. You get Martin Riley back. I think Shawnee Johnston is is talking. I I think he's going to be coming back by the sounds of from what I'm hearing. Niall Murray coming back. Maybe Stephen Murray as well, who has National League experience or Alliance League experience. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're coming into the the Championship part of the league, and you're you're stronger than you were at the start, and you're getting better and. I don't know. There's just something about the way this league is lining up that I've I've a sneaky feeling Cavan could actually push for a promotion. 
You are the eternal optimist. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> no, I, I hope you're right. Um, I was laughing. The last line of my uh, of my preview last week was that I think it was an old cliche. It definitely wasn't a new line, but I just said something like that. The, the heart says Calvin, but the head says Slayer. I think that was the last line. But I was walking down the street in Ennis. We stayed in Ennis Saturday night. We were going for a few pints. And out of the shadows stood this Calvin supporter. I'm not even sure who it was. And he, he just grabbed me by the shoulder. And he goes, oh, always go with the heart. Don't go with the head. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, but look, it's, it, it's, it's good that the, that the, you know, at this time of year, anything is possible. Mm. Anything is possible. Like, it's new. It's novel. We're back at it. Or the players are back at it. And we're back following it. And it's it's great, but it, you know it's no fun losing games. So let's hope they can get they can get a result this weekend. I also yeah. we, we should give a special mention to Kevin O'Reilly for his goal. Phenomenal. Mickey Hannum was asked um, in a questionnaire thing, and you did it as well. And Mickey Brennan and Kevin Carney at the start of the year it was really just a filler, you know, in the, in the New Year's issue of the paper. It was what? what? <laughs> I th- I thought it was the highlight of the paper. <laughs> Well, Hannah was pretty clued in on it because he, he said, uh, although last year he tipped in it, he tipped Corn Fane to, to win the junior and they were, they were intermediate. <laughs> but he, he did say, uh, he was asked one local sports star to watch out for this year. And that was across all sports, you know, your handballers, your golfers, everything else. And he said, Keevan O'Reilly could be the man with the pace, the power, the ball willing ability, the accuracy, to, to could be the forward Calvin have been, have been crying out for in the last couple of years. And fair enough, he didn't have his best game, but he started it brilliantly and when he got that ball, it was brilliantly created by McVitie. Lovely footwork, bamboozled the defence. Kiwi made his run. The pass was good. Mm. He came in at a tight angle, and for anyone who wasn't at the game, like he he was scorching. He was almost along the end line, and, and he, was to, he was to the left hand side of the goal, so it, it, the angle was even tighter because he's left footed. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And like I, I was just thinking to myself, fisted over the bar, Kevin. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's your national league debut. It was the first minute of the first game of your first full season, fisted over and uh, see where you are. And all he wanted to do was rattle the net and he sent an emphatic rocket to the net and it was the kind of thing that, that would definitely give you, give you uh, make the hair on the back of your neck yeah. stand up. Yeah. I like I like watching Quivian because uh, the, the, every time he gets the ball you take a breath. You you, you think, oh, something exciting could happen here, yeah. you know. And, and there is an end product with him. Sometimes yeah. you see players like that who who uh, run down blind alleys? Yeah, and they're a bundle of energy, and you always remember every time they go on the ball. But if if you sit back after the game and go, actually, what came off him? Sometimes it's not very mm-hmm. much. But there's an end product of him. The the other player that, that didn't get mentioned much, Damien, was uh, Connor Miner. I thought when he first came on, he was ropey enough. He took some wrong options. He he kicked one or two wides, and sort of a couple of Hollywood type short, shots. Yeah. Shots, but by God, he got into the game. I thought really well and mopped up some good ball at the back. And like his pass in the second and on. And and another positive was that he he was in a scenario where he had to drag a player down to stop him going through on goal, and he did it. Yeah, which was which was something that we needed to see. Well, yeah, because last year, like that incident with Conor McManus, yeah. probably well, it showed he learned. Yeah, he definitely learned. It was a very similar situation, and Mina just knew this time. He doesn't get past. Thou shalt not pass. Thou shalt not pass. Talking about bundles. be Larry Riley's models. Talking about bundles of energy. Yeah, I caught up with uh, the Calvin captain, Dara McVitie, after the game. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Calvin's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend, and free function room. We cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town.
delighted to be joined by Calvin Captain Dara McVitie after a hard-earned draw in, in Ennis but as I was making the point to, to Matt here they're on 13 debutants for the Allianz League so it's a, it's a good result yeah, I know that about. We knew coming down here it was going to be an unbelievably tricky game. You see, we saw how good Clare finished last year, so they were coming in confident, and they did well in the McGrath Cup. And obviously, we didn't get off to as good a start in the McKenna Cup as we would have liked. But look, we're delighted. The lads really blo- we blooded lots of lads today. Some performed really well. Some have a bit of learning to do, but that's just part and parcel of the game. And I suppose I know we probably shouldn't have been in the situation to have only got a draw. Both teams would be disappointed in the end, but. Look, we didn't lose and we're happy enough going back to old red defeat. Yeah, talk us through 70 minutes into the second half, Cavan down by six points, Keane gets a shot away. I was I was a bit confused on commentary, I couldn't see exactly who got it, but you, you got a point to the goal. Tell us your, your angle on the goal. Oh look, Mackie should have passed it to me, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I just it broke up and I was lucky enough, whatever I think a few lads jumped up before me and missed it. I flapped at it and was lucky enough to go in. But look, we showed great character to come back. Mackie came in, kicked two massive points, got us going. Goal probably helped, but the boys pushed on later. Russian Karen showed great nerve to kick a point. Brian McGee in his first league game to kick the, the equaliser. So look, these boys—it's brilliant to see them boys coming in and doing that because there was lots of like there was loads of negativity around the county. But thank, thankfully, the boys are ignoring all that. We're putting the heads down, we're getting the work in, and you can see the benefits from it. I know probably well, we all feel, both teams will feel disappointed, but definitely lots to build on yeah well somebody was remarking to me before the game Cavan were, were uh, I think it was 1-3 to three to win this game here today so 3-1 to 3-1 to one. sorry 3-1 <laughs> to one to win this game here today so I, I suppose the, the bookmakers the experts so called thought that Cavan hadn't a chance really coming into it but there seems to be unity about the camp there seems to be definitely enjoyment amongst the, the likes of Brian McGee who wouldn't step up and take that free unless he was enjoying unless he was confident yeah no we, we backed him he was totally put on freeze we, everyone said straight away the thing is any doubt about him kicking it everyone said Brian this is your free and thankfully he did it I suppose regarding the bookmakers probably warranted after our performance in the McKenna Cup but we were learning from that and I think we hopefully we can learn on this if we keep learning as Matty always says win or learn so hopefully we, we didn't win today we can learn from this ex- this experience down here go back with the road and go back hell of a on Wednesday and hopefully get a victory next weekend when you draw a game every little decision comes down into question but before half time there seemed to be a strange decision by the referee on a free regarding Raymond Galligan can, can you shed any light on that? I honestly couldn't tell you you know it was kind of there was only a half minute left and then I was kind of telling him to come up because I knew it was the last kick and he's a great boot he was going to kill it and next thing the referee threw it up and blew it up I don't know like maybe he saw something I didn't know I wasn't really out. it's very hard when you're out there to know exactly what happened you boys would talk about after I'm honestly not sure what happened to be honest it's quite frustrating I suppose though it, it, when, when it is a one point in, in a game that it was a kickable free for, for Raymond Galligan that had he been let kick it we, we possibly would have come out of here with two points yeah I know I won't be sleeping tonight you think of every little hand pass kick pass little things that probably could have won the game but then there was things that could have lost the game I suppose so look we're just going to hopefully learn from this and push on next week yeah, looking forward speaking of next week it's Saturday evening in Kingspan Breffney Louder are the visitors Matty made the point in the interview earlier on that he's determined to get the home victories going for Cavan we, we need to improve on our home record yeah I know about it Jeez, even last year wasn't a good year regarding the home record even the year when we got promoted to Division 1 we hadn't a great home record then either I think we only won Bet Leash I don't know if we only won one or two so look we need definitely need to work on our home record 
I suppose part of the problem is that we don't get out in Breffney too much to train on so I think that needs to be something to be addressed so we get out in Breffney more then it's actually a home field because I think sometimes the visiting team gets it to see as much of it as we do which isn't ideal for us so I think if we could get more time on Breffney then it definitely would be more like a home field Yeah, well, I suppose uh, starting off the year as captain to, to come away with a point it means you weren't defeated it's a good positive start Ah, look, captain's just a toss of a kind at the start of the game. I, I, I go which way Matty tells me to go and that's it. So I wouldn't read much into that. Killian's still the leader there. Holly, we have loads of leaders across the field, which is brilliant. And you could see that today when the shit hit the fan, I suppose is to say, and lots of lads stood up. So, you know, there's, there's lots of leaders in this team and I think we're going to be hopefully see a few more as the boys get a bit of experience in Division 2. Yeah, hopefully so. Well done, Dara. Congratulations. Yeah, so Darren McVitie again. Referencing there, and I don't think it's... it's I think it is important that we do reference it. Both him and Matty Medlina spoke about our home record in the past. And, and Dara pointed on that, well, we don't get onto Kingspan Breffney, onto the, onto the field a lot. So it doesn't feel like a home you know, stadium for us, a home pitch for us. But hopefully... This year they, they can they can change that around and, and by getting on it maybe a little bit more to get more comfortable with it. What you don't want is that players are going into this scenario thinking, oh gosh, we're not that comfortable in, in Kingspan Breffney. Regardless of what the cost is on the field, put them on the field so that they're comfortable, we win our home games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to turn it into a fortress. Like that's what that's what Fermanagh did there for a couple of years. Mm. They weren't beating the home for two and a half years. Like we, we can't buy a win at home. You know, we won against the Marys on the three G. Back in the main pitch, we got slaughtered by Tyrone. We the last three championships, I think we were knocked out of home. The Ulster Championship last year, we were knocked out of home. We we lost um, badly to Donegal at home in the league last year. You know, this is just off the top of my head. Um, Dublin at home. Dublin at home as well. So like, um, we drew with Kerry at home. We we haven't been picking up wins at home, and that's going right back to the summer of I think twenty fourteen when when Roscommon beat as well at home in Breffy in the championship that year as well. Um, 2015, we lost we lost to Monaghan in the first round at home. You know, so we lost to Derry in the league at home as well. Um, we under, lost to Derry in the championship 27, yeah, 2016. Yeah, temporary last year. You know, there's a lot of bad bad home results, really bad. And I, I actually about a year ago, I actually went through all Cavan's results for about five years. <laughs> it was one of those quiet. It was a quiet. You, you do always pull these out. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the stat now, but their win rate uh, away from home was something like double the the win rate at home. You know, so so that really that really told told the tale. You, so it wasn't a thing that you could say. Well, they weren't winning many games, but at home, but they weren't many, winning many games anyway. They were, they were much more likely to win a game away from home. Sometimes I think Breffney Park is a lovely place. It's an amphitheater. It's a lovely stadium. It's 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 been modernised. It's well kitted out. And teams probably come to Breffney and they probably get really up for it because you know mm-hmm. you know as a player, would you rather go and play in a lovely ground? There's a bit of a crowd. There's a bit of an atmosphere. It's a national or a natural amphitheater. The games were always well presented. Sometimes there's TV there, or would you want to go like up to Antrim? And you might have to play on a club pitch at the minute because they have no ground, you know. And it becomes a dogfight. You know, maybe we're too welcoming, yeah. especially if we're not training on the pitch. Yeah, it's it's possible, it's possible. But um, to get another point of view on the Clare game, you caught up with Michael Hannan after the game. Here on Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. 
It's hard to make sense of that there. That, that, that was an uh, unusual game, Paul. Like, obviously, Cavan, a lot of young lads making their debuts, so a lot of inexperience there. But just the sheer quantity of mistakes that, that they made in the first half. And then looking at Clare, like Clare, in my view, they're not a good team. So it kind of kept Cavan in there. At five points down at half time with the strong breeze behind their back in the second half, you're kind of thinking, you know, if Cavan get a couple of early scores here. So what happens second half starts clear get a couple of early scores and you're thinking god that's the last thing they needed here but as that second half wore on you could kind of see that, that you know if, if Cavan just got the few points and Key Mackey got two great points um, and they really had that little flurry in the middle of, in the, middle of the second half where, like I, I made this point on, on the radio at half time but Raymond Galligan's kickouts kept Cavan in that game in the first half. You might not recognise that at the, at the, uh, as it was happening, but Cavan won a lot of their kickouts in the first half, except for maybe maybe one bad one. In the second half, you could see Clare were struggling to win their kickouts, and that's where Cavan actually got all their scores from. But Cavan didn't play well even when they were getting their scores. You know, most most of what was going on was just winning the kickout and then quick one pass here, and the ball was over the bar or in the net. Or so, you know. I mean, it's great to come out of here with, with the with a draw when they were coming down here, probably thinking, "God, you know, we're, we're going to be under pressure here with such a young team." So it's great to get the draw, but you know, they didn't play that well. Clare, to me, aren't a good team, but you know, there's still a lot to build on. Like they will have, they'll take a lot from this game, seeing that there's probably nothing out there for them to be afraid of in this division. They, you know, they should be able to hold their own. Um, they've got loud next week. Like they, sh- they should be able to hold their own and just. You know, as you're looking at that there, I, I can see Claire struggling as the campaign goes on. I can see Cavan probably getting a bit better. Certainly, like, because they're, they're so young, like, if they persist with all the, those young boys, they will improve as, as the campaign goes on. There'll be tough days as well, of course, where it might go away from them. But, um, yeah, no, look, they'll, they'll be happy, but, I mean, they've, you know, didn't play brilliant or anything, but they'll be happy with the point. So I suppose that's that's Claire put into a into a one box one one person that I think actually deserves special mention is and I'm I'm really warm into him as a cornerback for Cavan is David Phillips I think he's he's in an era now where it's going I think it's evolving back into more man on man individual battles he's made for that sort of stuff and I I loved when. The corner forward was being taken off because he was being roasted by David Phillips. He he welcomed the new man coming on to the field in an old school gown sort of way. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. David Phillips to me has has slotted in right there at cornerback. He looks like he's natural. He does. Like he's either going to make a cornerback on the Cavan team or he's not going to make a, a match the um, yeah. jersey. You know, he's a specialist cornerback at the county level definitely and like no, there's no nothing wrong with that oh, it's a specialist position it's cornerback. yeah it is, really is a specialist uh, position and you, you need you need someone who's mean in there and it's going to make things difficult for you and like someone I'm not saying he's dirty but someone who doesn't stand back like <laughs> like I know I know uh, there's a lot of good good cornerbacks playing club football in cabin some of them are a bit too clean but you know, I'd say if, now if you try to get in around Phillips for a goal or anything, that you'd know all about it. Well, he dived across the line at one stage to to save a a, a definite goal for Clare in the first half. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He showed great guts and determination. But yeah, he 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 gets a, a special nod from me. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing him progress in the Cavan jersey. But speaking of that type of player, and he's a man we haven't had a, a podcast since he has packed it in, but he definitely deserves. His his retirement deserves a mention. Is Mossy Cor? Like hoping he, to get him on a podcast soon because be he does ten years on. playing for Cavan. Yeah, like and probably an underrated player, but a real fan's favourite because he was such an honest, wholehearted player. Like he's going to be missed off that Cavan team this year. Mm. Like that game there on Sunday was made for for the likes of Mossy because it was it was a blustery day. It was off Broadway. 
if you want to put it like that and he was the type of man that would put in his head where you'd be afraid to put your foot so yeah. so uh, I think we definitely maybe get Massey on sometime yeah we have to do he deserves it Look, looking ahead as you said to Loud coming this weekend uh, I was listening to the We Are Loud podcast with Dan Bannon earlier on this morning and something similar to Cavan's game he was going into it very very pessimistic against down that they, they weren't going to get anything but he saw positive shoots one of the the aspects that he is backing is that their keeper has a phenomenally good kick out but the trotter doesn't suit him he's looking forward to seeing his keeper pinging out these kick passes in the in the open expanse of kingspan brefney so it'll be very very interesting pete pete mcgrath will need a, a win this weekend they're going to be coming all guns blazing Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and like Pete McGrath has done well wherever he has gone. Even like people forget that Pete McGrath is actually younger than Mickey Hart. Not many people realise that because everybody who listens to the podcast with Paul Fitzpatrick does. <laughs> That's an old stat, all right. But he was thirty-seven when Darren won their first Ireland in ninety-one. It's incredible. Um, like he was a couple of years younger than you are now. What are you on about? <laughs> no, but Vince Man has moved with the times, and people think because he's on the go a long time that he's old school or whatever. But he's not. He's a, he's a great football brain, and I'd I'd imagine he'd be targeting this game. Of course he will, but uh, I'm a lot more optimistic about Calvin now than I was this time last week. Put it like that. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. Throw in, I think it's seven, seven o'clock on in Kingsbound Breffney. So don't be late. It'll be under the lights. It should be a really entertaining game. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Cavan team. Can they improve again to the level that they improved between the Tyrone and, and the Clare game? I think there's a bit of optimism, and I'm expecting a big crowd in Kingsbound Breffney. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. If they had a loss there in the Clare. Uh, it, w- it might have taken a few hundred off the gate but I think Calvin fans will come out and to get a win Matty Molina referenced it there in your audio um, if they get a win you know the buzz will be back and people will be booking the, their, their uh, hotel in Dublin for the August Bank holiday yeah, you've already booked your hotel in Cork for the for the uh, en- end of the month well there was a row about that Damien that's a podcast for another day but I don't see the, the, the point of paying there for these places I'm a Calvin man as you know <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, that's one for another day. It is indeed. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. And uh, tune in next week. Hopefully, on Tuesday afternoon, we'll be bringing you this podcast. Um, if not Mondays, we'll, we'll do our best to get them out to you earlier. Thanks to Darren McVitie, Matty Midlinen, and of course, Dr. Michael Hannan, <laughs> who invented football in a Lavendrum Goon many years ago. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.